How do I learn to use manual mode on my camera? Time for some fun stuff. Hi and welcome to episode 118 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. I nearly flubbed my lines then but I managed to hold it together. But before I go on I do need your help, I need your questions to answer. More on this at the end, but please have a think while you listen to this splendid episode. Here is the answery bit. To learn how to use manual mode, you need to start by putting your camera in manual mode. Take photos with the camera's suggested aperture, shutter and ISO combination. Then experiment with different apertures, shutter speeds and ISOs and combinations of the three. And check out what's happened when you change these things. So yes, take photos. Oh, I've just scrolled up then. Take <laughs> I'm just going to adjust something because I'm, I'm, I'm making my eyes strain here because I've not set this up in a logical way because um, I'm videoing this as well, which has clearly affected my competence. Take photos that are correctly exposed, underexposed and overexposed. Now, I did this and it helped me to understand what was going on. It helped me to understand aperture, shutter, ISO and how they work together. When I applied what I had learned to my photos, the photos that I took started to improve. And that was the beginning of my journey to where I am now. A professionally qualified photographer making money from photography. Blimey, that all sounded rather dramatic, didn't it? This isn't rocket science. You can do this and it will help you. So let me tell you what to do. First off, how do you take a photo in manual? Now, once again, I'm quoting from the Canon 6D camera manual, which I like to do. I mean, there's not much point in me writing this when Canon have already done such a splendid job, is there? Number one, set the mode dial to M. Number two, set the ISO. ISO speed? I'm going to check the manual, see if that's an error. It's just me being stupid. It's obviously going to be me being stupid, isn't it? Two, set the ISO. Three, set the shutter speed and aperture. Four, focus the subject. Five, set the exposure and take the picture. And that's how you take a photo in manual. Now, I didn't notice this at the time, but it doesn't really make sense, does it? Yeah, set the mild, <laughs> set the mode dial to M, set the ISO, set the shutter speed and the aperture, focus on the subject, set the exposure. Now, you press the shutter release button halfway and that will give you the exposure. And then you probably need to make some adjustment to get the correct exposure. But the manual doesn't say that, so maybe Canon aren't that good after all. Just kidding, Canon. Right then. That's how you take a photo in the manual. There are, however, a few other things that you need to do before getting into the learning how to use manual mode stuff. There are things you need to turn off. These are the ones that are on my Canon 6D. Auto ISO. Turn this off or the camera might just change the ISO, which you don't want to happen in manual mode. Well, I don't, and certainly not for what we're about to do now. Now, I've never used auto ISO, and I understand the reason why, but that's one for another time. Another thing is auto lighting optimizer. Yeah, turn this off. I mean, basically, whatever camera you got, turn off anything else that affects the exposure. Just turn it all off. Okay, so now you're in manual mode and the camera is not changing stuff. It's all down to you. The safety net has been removed. Enjoy. Getting started. Well, I recommend that you put your camera on a tripod. If you haven't got one, no problem. But please believe me. (laughs) I've written it into a script here (laughs) but please believe me because if I don't say please believe you I'm obviously lying on I must stop doing that 
But please believe me when I tell you that if you're if you are serious about your photography, then get a tripod. You will need one at some point. And once you've used one, you might use your tripod to take all your photos. This is what I do for my commercial, architectural, construction and real estate photography work. And the dead handy for putting things on as well, like your phone when you're recording yourself, speaking. And for what I'm talking about here, putting your camera on a tripod just makes things easier. Right, starting in manual mode. Well, follow the steps above to take a photo with the correct exposure. You need to make sure you do the correct exposure bit, to be fair, which Canon weren't too clear on, were they? Now, that's not too bad, is it? Take a photo using manual mode. You're using the meter to tell you when the exposure is correct. Have a look at the photo on your camera screen or your electronic viewfinder if you're lucky enough to have one. Is it correctly exposed? Now, if you've got a histogram, you can check the exposure of every photo. This is a visual display. You can find out more about the histogram in episode 114. Cunningly titled, What is a histogram and how can it help us when we shoot? (laughs) It's clever stuff, isn't it? Basically, the histogram is a graphical display of the exposure level distribution and overall brightness of a photo. In very simple terms, the white bars should not go off the left or the right end of the screen, but should start and end within the graph. Hard to explain in words, but um, check out the episode and you'll learn about that. Okay, what next? Well, you started by taking a photo using the settings suggested by the camera. Now change something. Play with the aperture. Whatever your settings were for the correct exposure, do this. Change the aperture. Go wide open. Select the aperture with the largest number. Take another photo with everything else the same. Now go to the next full stop. If your maximum aperture is f4, the next full stop is f5.6. Take another photo and do this until you've got to the minimum aperture. Remember, maximum aperture, smallest number, largest opening in the lens, letting the most light in. Minimum aperture, largest number, smallest opening in the lens, letting the least light in. I know, they haven't made it easier for us, have they? Right, play with the shutter speed. From the same starting point, choose the slowest shutter speed that you can. On my Canon 6D, it's 30 seconds. Take a photo. And this is why I recommend a tripod for this. And you can use the self-timer as well, which is what I do all the time. I don't have any remote release or anything. The self-timer works just great for me. And then go through the shutter speed range. 30 seconds, 15 seconds, 8 seconds, 4 seconds, 2, 1, half, quarter, 8th, 15th, 30th, 60th, 1, 25th, 1, 250th. Oh, I think I'll stop there. You get the idea. And finally, the ISO. Set the ISO to 100. Get the exposure correct. Take a photo. And then, or and the, as I said in my notes. And then go through the ISO scale, 100, 200, 400, 800, 600. Keep going. So what will this give you? It'll give you a range of rubbish photos. Nothing new for me there, (laughs) but I'm not done with you yet. Now go back to the correct exposure, take a photo, and this time adjust the aperture by one stop one way, over and under exposing, and adjust the shutter speed by one stop, the opposite of what you did before with with the aperture. Sorry, that, I, I stumbled at the end then because I was struggling to say it in words and I realised I'd given you an actual practical explanation, so I'll stick with this. This is what I mean. If the correct exposure is 1 250th of, one two hundred and fiftieth of a second at f8, change this. 1 500th of a second, reducing the shutter speed by half, which is one stop. We're actually increasing the shutter speed, aren't we? 1 500th of a second. Changing the shutter speed, I'm getting stuck here. One five hundredth of a second, reducing the shutter speed by half. Yes, it is, isn't it? I'm being silly here. 
which is one stop, meaning half the amount of light gets through to the camera sensor. That's the important bit, half the light is getting through to the camera sensor. And change the aperture to this, f5.6, larger aperture, smaller number. One stop larger, meaning double the amount of light gets into the sensor. So what you've got is 1 250th of a second at f8. The same exposure is 1 500th of a second at f5.6. See, they're both correctly exposed photos. They're both correct settings. The aperture and shutter are different, but the overall exposure is the same. Now you can repeat this exercise using the full aperture and shutter range. And then you can do the same, but this time change the ISO and go as far as you can with the correct exposure. And if it's too bright to get the highest ISOs, just go somewhere where it's darker and give it a go. What you're after is a correct exposure with the highest ISO possible, which you might not be able to do. But it's good fun trying it. I enjoyed doing this. And if you don't have any joy, just do this when it's going dark or in a dark place. That's physically, not emotionally. Okay, the talky bit. Before I go on to the talky bit, I just want to reiterate something. You get the correct exposure. Now, you could start with F whatever. Your maximum aperture is F4. And then you could take a series of photos, 5.6, 8, 11, 16, with the same shutter speed and just watch what happens. Now, you can, you can either do this with the correct exposure in the middle so you see what happens both ends, or you can start with the maximum aperture and you can start with the minimum aperture, and that'll give you three different sets of aperture variations. So um, it's up to you. It all amounts to the same. It's all degrees of lighter and darker. The talking bit. Now, you've got your own visual reference of what happens when you change the aperture, the shutter, the ISO, and also the aperture and shutter combination whilst giving you the correct exposure. And you can now see what happens when you change the ISO all the way from those lovely clean images at low ISOs to the digital snowstorms of high ISOs. And also you've got the histograms. They should be all over the place, but this is the one thing I ask of you. Study these photos, understand what's going on, and experiment and play until the penny drops. It might sound a bit abstract now. Seeing the photos and having the data in front of you will help, but it, it helped me. And I think having, having this with your own photos helps. So it will happen. You just need to work at this and there'll come a point where it all makes sense. And, and once it makes sense, it's great. Life's so much easier. This is so much more than learning how to use manual mode, though. This is just the beginning. This is learning what manual mode does and the implications of using manual mode. Do this and you'll be moving your photography to a higher level. You've started to learn about exposure and will now be thinking more technically when taking photos. You'll also be taking more time thinking about the photos that you're taking. Yes, you will be starting on the journey to take your photography to the next level. This understanding gave me the confidence to learn all this stuff. And after doing this, I was comfortable using manual mode whenever I wanted to. And this understanding was also the beginning of me learning to take better photos, learning to grow and develop as a photographer. Blimey, that was good. What do I do? Well, I've done all this and it helped me. It helped me by taking the photos and looking at them in Lightroom. By looking at my own photos and what's happened to them with the various camera settings, I got it. So if this worked for me, it will hopefully work for you. I've learned how to use manual mode. I use AV mode most of the time, but I use manual mode when I either want to or when I need to. Manual mode is a tool that is available for me to use. Related episodes. Well, the last episode was about what manual mode is, so check that one out. And there are lots of other episodes about camera modes, so head over to the episodes page for the full list. Next episode. Well, in Photography Explained podcast episode 119. 
11 essential photography gear items every beginner photographer should get. A slight meandering direction, but this is good stuff all the same. It's a quick dive into gear, which is nice and makes a nice change. Get your question answered. Well, question or questions. You're not limited to one question here. Oh, no, you're not. Terry got two answered, and you can as well. After all, this is what my podcast is all about, answering your photography questions. Not mine. I'm fed up writing them. I'd much rather answer yours. So please get in touch with your question, and not only will I answer your question, but I will give you, well, more than one shout-out on that episode, which has to be nice. Just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Okay, I'm done. Thank you for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. It says here. To find out more about my podcast and do stuff to help me check out the photography... Um, <laughs> check out the podcast website, which is photographyexplainedpodcast.com. This episode was brought to you by a ham and pickle roll and a bag of smoky bacon crisps. Nice. Made by myself as well. And rather a lot of coffee again in my self-made soundproofed emporium. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening. Ah, I just hit the mic. I'm going to keep that in so you know what it sounds like when I hit the mic because I've never done that before. I was just going to do a thumbs up to the camera then, which, which shows I've clearly bit off more than I can chew. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me 10-ish minutes of your valuable time. And I will see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, Straight Talking Advice for Beginners to Get You Making Money Quickly and Build a Career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.